0: Hey, brother, welcome to the Be The Man podcast. I'm your host, Greg Denning, and I'm the creator and coach of the Be The Man Masterclass and Tribe. If you, sir, have not yet taken the seven-day Be The Family Man challenge, I want to invite you to take that starting right away. Get in there and take that. I found uh, 25 years of voracious study of peak performing families, especially Family men, and in working with thousands of men across five continents, I've found again and again and again that the reason we're struggling our our family life isn't quite where it could be yet. It's because we're missing one or more of seven fundamental ingredients to an extraordinary family life, and that's what the seven the seven day challenges is, is is hitting those those seven things and they all start with a so it's the seven a's of being a bad a family man and if you haven't taken that challenge yet there's there's a workbook that goes through there there's videos that go with it you just go through each one and you actually get this on the be the man app so you just go download the be the man app and log in there and it's just right there you can grab it um, it's it's super affordable. It's it's a total game changer because you understand the principles and practices and those seven essential ingredients to being a rock solid awesome family man and creating the extraordinary family life you want. So go grab that, brother. All right, let's let's dive in. I'm super excited today to talk to Coach V. Uh, great man, doing great things, man. Tons of motivation and inspiration in this episode, so let's dive in. All right, brother, Coach V. We, uh, yes, sir. We're excited to have you here, man. I really appreciate you getting up early uh, to get on the show with us here, man. Excited to learn uh, from from you, your experiences, your life, and and the coaching you get to do. But why don't you let's start out, man? Give us give us some of your background. Tell us your story. How you got to where you are.
1: Yeah, Greg, man, to get up at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, to, to hang out and connect with a champion like yourself and all that you're doing to impact positively the world, man, that that's easy. And you know, guys like us, there is no day, there is no time. This is just what we do. We prioritize and we prioritize according to, you know, there's money in the transaction, but the wealth is really in the relationships and to have an opportunity to be on here with you, that's easy for you, brother. Amen. So, uh so thank you so much, uh, Greg, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, really, really pleased. I do a lot of these, uh, but this is one that I was particularly very interested in because of the pedigree and really what you have accomplished and how you live your life, and just not how you do business. So really, this is just really a big deal for me to be able to be on here featured and be on here with you. My name is Viliamitafoktautapelaabatuvai. Uh, I am the oldest of my that father. That was awesome
0: my... right there, just gotta say. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. uh, a lot of vowels, can I buy a vowel, please? Uh, <laughs> you know, on the Wheel of Fortune. And I, I'm the oldest of the six children of my mother and my father, Simisi yeah, tuivai. Yeah, and Mele tuivai. And I'm the fourth oldest, including my dad's first children. Uh, so he had three and there's nine of us total. Uh, and my mother is Netatua Tuivai. Uh, she's a Tapa Alava. We come from the island of Tonga, immigrated here at four years old as a really wealthy and established Tongan family, uh, coming here to the States in 1979. Nice. Uh, my parents decided to stay, so we filed for immigration status. Uh, We had to overstay, but the immigration gave us a pathway to become what it is that we are, which is part of our American dream, is going from an illegal immigrant to a resident alien. And as of 2010, my parents and I are all uh, American citizens, which is huge for us. And a huge part of the definition of how I define myself, because a lot of Tongans, uh, we don't see eye eye to eye in terms of my title, in terms of ethnicity or race. They see themselves as Tongan American. I really do see myself as an American that comes from the island of Tonga. So I really distinguish myself that way because there's no other place in the world where you can wake up one day and go, hey, I want to be a Division One football coach, you know. And then take the pathway to do that, not know how to speak English when I first got here and be able to become and do and achieve what it is that I wanted in life, leadership and business other than the United States of America. I woke up one day and I was no longer good with being just a football coach and empowering 110, 115 student athletes that I wanted to empower the world. And I felt like that was God's anointing, which was a huge burden for me because at first I was going, who, me? brilliant gorgeous talented famous empowering other people traveling the world and emp- empowering coaching fortune 1500 and 100 companies it was really just an audacious moment for me when i trans- transferred and shifted my mindset my emotional intelligence my performance perspective and how it is that i communicated into the marketplace and defined to myself Like, this is who I am, what I want to be.
0: Yes. Uh, So I've
1: been doing that since 2011. Uh, Very fortunate to be a part of a UC Davis program where I was a 23-year-old walk-on. Absolutely changed my life. I was the oldest guy in the locker room as a sophomore. Walked on at UC Davis, Division II, UC Davis football. Uh, Became a starter. Yeah, became a starter, brother. And with all of, you know... Of all of the negatives, self-doubt, self-sabotage, subscribing to haters, mistakes, lying, cheating, stealing, and all the negatives that I have been in my past really is God's unmerited and undeserved favor that got me to UC Davis, where I was able to now take what it is that fundamentally my parents taught me all the time. I went to church. I was a church goer. I know scripture like like nothing else i know scripture like nothing else but i never applied it to my life and my
0: choices and that place come the on gap, Greg, you right know what the I'm gap saying. between what you know and what you do and what you do yes i mean that,
1: that that's a totally different deal right and as you feature things in terms of i mean i mean what works and what doesn't work So I'm a success coach for Fortune 1500, 100 companies, 42 industries that I have no relevant experience in that expertise. And as the mindset, emotional intelligence, performance, perspective, and effective communication, nothing comes to fruition without performance, execution, and work. Nothing. And the combination of those five things are truly amazing. I met my wife in college, uh, Martha Rackley, at the time. We got married in Boise, Idaho in 2007, July 7, 2007. We have two children. Uh, My oldest is a standout volleyball player and swimmer, Susan Mellon-Dwee-Vai. And then my youngest, who is 10 years old, he's a standout in five sports plus jujitsu. Something I always wanted to do karate because I watched Karate Kid. Back in the day. Right. Yeah. But a yeah. Tongan brother couldn't afford karate or anything else when I was growing up uh, in Pomona, California. And we reside here in Elk Grove, California. And really, a quote that I live by is one that I already alluded to and spoke of is from my first book, Life Champion. Um, there's money in the transaction, but the wealth is in the relationships. Yeah. So that's Viliami Tuivai,
0: Brother Gray. Love it, man. And man, so much to hit there. Such a great story. Um, let's man, there's all kinds of things we could address, but let's let's go to this this gap, the gap between what you know and what you do, and 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 also like the gap between the the self-doubt and the negativity, mm-hmm. right? And then then performance, man. And and how do you let's let's talk about let's talk about you know those elements of bridging the gap. Because you and I have both been there, right? Um, when I was mm. out on my own as a teen, uh, teenager, I'm out on my own. Man, it was nothing but self-doubt mm. and discouragement. And, and and to a point where I'd taken on an identity of like, nah, man, other people can succeed. Other people are lucky. This is just my lot.
1: And mm. I really, I,
0: I kind of accepted like I'll always be broke, always be poor. But man, hopefully someday like I can get married, have family, but man, things are just gonna be tough for me. Right, because we grew up, we grew up in a spot like that, and then I was out on my own. So, bridging that gap, man how how do you move how How did you go from from where you were to where you are, and how do you help your clients do the same thing? how do we bridge the gap?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think guys like me and you, we oftentimes get overly credited for what we've done and achieve, accomplished the championships that we've won, become a part of the people that we've helped achieve and do, and been really for me, I think that's too much of a superpower because my tongue and ass didn't have any other choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's either you did or you're gonna die. Hey, Come on, you real, yep. Greg? Yes. So that's one thing, because I've just been inducted into the hall of fame. I get awards and, and most of the times I don't have time to even attend. So I was like, look, can we, I appreciate it. Can we do it next year? I'm just not available this year. It is one, I didn't have a choice. I mean, when you grow up on free and reduced lunch your entire career, um, you know that there's things that you have to do. And then standing in a free lunch line, and I say this often, I did tell myself, there's no way my kids will ever freaking stand in a free lunch line. Same. Right? Come on.
0: Same. So you're right. When, and yeah, in Spanish, they call it a la fuerza. It's like you're forced to do some. It's like you have no other options. It's like you either yeah. conquer or perish. But yeah. I remember having the same thing. Like, I'm going through this stuff. Things are going to be hard. But if I have, if and when I have kids, man, they will not experience yeah. what experienced.
1: So part of that is bridging the gap, right? And there's the who, what, where, when, how, and why. People talk about why, purpose, and all that all the time. And this is not for everything. But to me, I have met thousands of people that know their why, but still won't do shit right so i i I get all that but what i'm saying is it's like it's the who how you bridge the gap is understanding and being good that the who is you the who you might be connected to and the who is watching you and needing you i think that's a powerful force for me in terms of of bridging the gap going from a guy who was a college dropout to now just paying my own way. I mean, UC Davis now gives out scholarships. Back in 99, 2000, 2001 when I was on the football team, you know, Pell Grant was my scholarship. You know, I was a Pell Grant guy, so I didn't have to pay much but a but a parking, right? Come on, Greg. And so so really that's one of the one of the main things that is that I help my clients and then also for me that I've been able to experience, not watch on some YouTube video you know, not just, you know, become a certified coach in something. And I'm not knocking that, but that's not where my teachings and what I'm talking about comes from. It's from failing, being a deadbeat, being freaking lazy. Uh, Like I said, taking shortcuts, you know, not being about excellence. It is all those things. And finally going, when am I going to do for me what it is that I expect others to help me with? Be accountable for my own life and do the things that'll help me become who it is that I say and think I want to be. Then it's like, man, I'm a child of God, and now I cuss more than Christians. Most Christians do, right? So some (laughs) folks will hear me and be like,
0: "Are you you sure You're you're a Christian? You're not so Christian." (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: But they'll see what I do when they're like, V, hey, man, I'm all good with you cussing. The way you rock, the way you help people in your community, put on free camps and clinics for thousands of kids a year. You know, look at my actions. OK, that's my one vice. I cuss a lot. Right. But and then I look at. You know, cause it, cause if he's for me, who can be against me? Beautiful. If I am for me, who can be against me? Who do I really need? I will attract the right people and not have to chase people. If I am good with who I am and good with whose I am. And then lastly, as I talked about is my wife and my children, whatever it is that that's for them, the experiences they that they want, that's the who. So I get the why and purpose is is something that's vital and important, but I would always start with bridging the gap with people saying, hey, I believe in me, what I believe will be. Respect all the fear, nothing. I will not be bullied and the bully will not be me. I believe in me and what I believe will be. Now that's secondary to my faith, right? Because he is the mighty God. Who, who, who came out on nothing and said, let there be something. And it became whatever he said, because he's sovereign. He's absolutely in control, omnipotent, all-knowing, not guessing, not wondering, not figuring. God already knows the end before the beginning, the answer before the question, the sum total before we figure out the equation, because he is God. So when I am connected to my God and I am connected to who it is that I am, then now what it is that I want to achieve and be effective and efficient in the achievement, now starts being attracted and starts
0: chasing me exactly because
1: of what i do come on
0: and you become this creative force that god intended us to be and and I, i really want to emphasize something you said there was so significant um i wholeheartedly believe that god is constantly conspiring in our favor yes sir but we often are not conspiring in our own favor Yes. And you you hit that, right? You have to, like, I I have to believe in me. And I have to, like, I got to put in my part too, right?
1: Yes, sir. So he's trying to
0: open the doorway. And how often are we just rolling along in self-sabotage? Yes. yes. We're just creating our own stumbling blocks when he's trying to clear a path for us.
1: Yes, sir. And these things happen, right, Greg? Not because you and I say so. This is how life leadership and business works. We just convey it in such a way that attracts people to now search out our knowledge, right? But I I love what you're saying, and I do believe it, and that's why we're connected here. And it's even more so connected. And here's the the fourth who that's very powerful. Because if serving is below you, leadership, high performance, and high success is above you too. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's about you. But once you figure out who you are, when you shift that mindset and that focus to now prioritizing for no real self-benefit for yourself, helping other people, that's another part of that who equation that has been dramatic in my life. I wanted to be a millionaire, then start my nonprofit. I was praying to God, God, please help me become a millionaire so I can do all these free programs for kids. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. I didn't get a gig for nine months. And then I said, I, okay, I, my, I, bad. my yeah, bad. My bad. I got this backwards. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. My fault. I'm gonna go start this nonprofit and I'm not gonna worry about the money. And I'm just gonna roll and then let, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, Come on. Yes, Come yes. on, Greg.
0: Oh okay. So man, I'm so glad you you articulated that so well. Actually, if if everything works out, I'm gonna jump on an airplane in about 40 hours to, yes. fly, to fly to Cuba and help clean up the hurricane. Oh my um, goodness. Because I'm like me, I'm, I'm I, again, We, you and I before recording, we're talking about adventure. adventure One of my baby. favorite things in the world is adventure, like this humanitarian work and, and helping people that need the help right now, right? It's, but you're right. right. And and we we founded a years and years ago, we founded a, a nonprofit in Guatemala as well. Same thing. It's like, you know, I don't know how to fund this. I don't know how to figure this out. That's right. But I do That's know right. I have to help. That's right. Yes, sir. And,
1: and and the irony, the irony of that is, you know, you build what's called the V formation. Right. And in in nature, it's the most effective and efficient traveling formation where when a group of migratory birds traveling in a formation, helping each other increase their range by 71 percent. What an irony that you need to focus on you, but by helping others, you increase your range, your effectiveness, your efficiency for achieving your own goals by working together collaboratively. Now, that's a hard concept for many people to leave to believe and then also that there comes a point at the highest level of CEOs and the folks that I'm so fortunate to work with that pay thousands of dollars an hour just for time with me, right, Mm -hmm. is that to get to your next level is no longer can you just focus on you. It's by mentoring others and giving them the wisdom it is that you have learned through experience to now help empower other people that's how the world works right that's the world of success that's the world of of our faith that's the world of and, and the equation for helping others that you help yourself level up to your next level there is a there's there, there's a there's a ceiling but when you continue to help others there's never a ceiling and that legacy is eternal
0: yeah that's what I think oh, I love that and you and you're right those those higher levels. You know, I'm trying to articulate this, right? Like those higher levels p- perhaps cannot be reached until we're yes, lifting sir. and building and serving. and, and Yes, including. sir. So I got a I question for you, brother, because earlier you talked about getting the results, mm-hmm. right? Because results don't lie. Yes, sir. We, we've got to make those changes, got to get those accomplishments. And we have to lift and build. Do those happen simultaneously? Again, I'm just th- I'm just thinking out loud here. Do that happen simultaneously where you're serving, lifting, and building and getting results? Or do you need to focus on getting some results first and then lift and build? This is kind of a philosophical question here.
1: Yeah, I think, so just in my experience are, are the opportunities that are before you in the present day, it, it becomes a progression for building both your success and your community impact and legacy. It is the things that get put in front of you where either you have to subtract it from your life to add to your life right or you're gonna do it though you don't have the time that adds to your life. So I don't I don't know much about golf. anybody that golfs with me they know you know Coach V is a I'm a double triple bogey guy on the golf course at best <laughs> right and, and, and but I still am good with it because that's who I am. And I love being out there. And and so now, though, to achieve, there has to be some exact want knowledge. I think a lot of people miss on their achievement and the progression because success and big time success and championships and building dynasties is a progression. And it goes up and down, as we all know. But unless you go, this is what I want, and you're too vague, you're never going to get it. If you're just saying, Lord, I want to be happy and not putting a dollar amount on it, I found I don't hit the dollar amount. I don't put, you know, if I want to impact thousands of kids a year, if I only go, I just want to make an impact on my community, but you're not detailed, like an exact want knowledge. Well, if we have no precise uh, target and bullseye, that's what we hit. But if we do, I think that's where big time success is understanding progressive, um, that it does happen. Community work and serving others is definitely out of your comfort zone. But doing stupid shit and being around and doing stuff with your time you shouldn't be doing, that's adding to a plate that we don't, nobody has time for. Yeah. But service is something I don't have time for In the multimillionaire that I want to become and then billionaire. And I'm 47 years old. I've never made a million dollars in a year yet. All of my counterparts in football, they make a million dollars just for calling the defense at Texas or being the <laughs> head coach at Auburn. Right. Yeah. But like, OK, so I put in the exact want knowledge on it. I understand that's progressive. And then at the same time, when I don't have time to serve people, that's when you serve yep, because very, it's going to be out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to go to Cuba, do it in a time frame that doesn't work for you and in a place where you'll have no cell phone. Uh, reception, you're not going to know where you're going to get your meal from, right? That is real service.
0: Yeah. You, man, I love the way you're articulating that and, and making that. It, it, you're absolutely right. In fact, I, I went through that same journey uh, like two, over the last two days. Like, man, I don't have time for this. I, don't, <laughs> I have to make time for this. That's right. I have to clear my schedule because this is the right thing to do right now. Yes, sir. Man, I love that. Okay. Let's let's dive into some specifics. Cause I know the guys who are listening here are like, all right. So what well, you gave a specific. Get very, very clear. Get out of the vague kind of I want happiness and success. I want whatever whatever that means. Like get yes, dialed sir. in. But then what what are the logistics, brother? How do you how do you get in the day to day? What works? How do you start yeah. making changes and getting what I, I like to call it palpable progress? Oh right? yeah, like, that's great. It hold up in court, man. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to question whether you're progressing or not. How do you get that stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same for everyone in terms of business. Um, and it's very measurable. Um, you take your goals and then you do a reflection or a self-inventory where you look at your bank account and you look at your calendar. And are those things tracking and progressing you towards or farther away from where you want to go? It's that simple, but that hard. Because most people, because they can shoot from the hip, you can shoot from the hip in these United States of America and make 250 grand a year. You can shoot from the hip. Come on. Come on. You could just show up early, stay late, and then work yourself uh, seven days a week. You could do that. But really, there's a couple things, right? Uh, for process, if those that are taking those write down process, it's replicable steps that replicate success. Now, you tie that back into the things that I just talked about, your bank account, your spending, and then how you spend and or invest your time and money. You look at your calendar and you make sure that there's a sequence and a process and protocols that'll reach, that'll allow you to reach and obtain your goals. And it's incremental and progressive. But that's where it all starts. It's starting with you believing in you and who you believe in and the who that you're standing for and serving. Then it comes down to doing a self inventory and where your time and your money is going. Because that's where all success flows is according to numbers. And those numbers are time and money. So again, if you, if you track your calendar and there's usually around 14 calendar days that we need to track. Right, that's already on the calendar. It goes from New Year's to New Year's Eve, right? Christmas, Halloween, if you got kids, we got uh, Thanksgiving, we got Memorial Day going backwards, right? In September, you got summer, August trips, July, you got Fourth of July, you got uh, Father's Day, you got Mother's Day, you got Valentine's Day, and then plug in your anniversary, the kids' birthdays, your birthday. How many CEOs that I first met, they're like, wait a minute, you mean to put down on my calendar that it's my birthday? Yeah because you always end up working on your birthday because of the fact that you have never sat down and created a strategy for your time. We let the company tell us when we should work. We let opportunities tell us when we should work. But when we design an empowered schedule that starts first and foremost with your personal faith and family time and put that down on an annual schedule, which guess what? Because the dates in those events don't change the next year. You just replicate that and yep. change out the destinations you want to go to for vacation, right? Yes. Because if not, work will run our ass yep. over.
0: Yep. Opportunities
1: the will run our ass over. So yep. then, according to empowerment teaching that I teach, you're now blindsided by neglect. Now, all of a sudden, you come home and wifey and kids are gone and she's tired of you make millions, but you're never there. Yep. Or if she's the one making millions and then the husband is leaving because of the same thing, yep. because of the fact that you feel like you're around and providing, but you're not present. So if there's two things I would love people to consider is first and foremost, the framework that I talked about. Mindset, emotional intelligence, performance, perspective, and effective communication. Anybody who operates on those five levels on a high level succeeded everything. Look it up take a look and it'll tell you the same thing and then now if you look at your money and your calendar and how you budget and or forecast and execute a strategy that's down on paper not freaking shooting from the hip yes everything we want to do become and achieve is achievable absolutely achievable by anybody but here's the main catch The effectiveness and efficiency in the succeeding will happen. Whether you get coached by you, me, or anybody who teaches that concept and called organizing, becoming a professional, stop freaking wasting time and money. Yes. But that's only part of it. Because success is attainable by anyone. What's not attainable is now translating that success into joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love, and family time. Let me say that again. What is not normal is having the awareness now to translate that success, that cheddar, that clout, that influence, the ability to reach people and translate that into joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love, and family time. And that's where my business has really blown up because that's how I approach it, Brother Greg. Yep.
0: And that's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's the juice. That's yeah. That's what I call the juice. <laughs> right. I love it. <clears throat> it's squeezing the juice out of life, right? And and getting yes, that. Sir. That's why we do what we do. But but you're right. It doesn't always translate. Even when we start achieving, start accomplishing, it, and like hitting all the stuff. What's wrong? You got to translate into this this feeling of just energy and vitality. Yes, sir. And pure joy to be alive, where your, your alarm clock is an opportunity clock. That's right. And you wake up every day excited to be alive. Man, I love, love, love what you're saying there. And and it's worth just driving that as you were. You did so well. Again and again is just saying, look, does your calendar reflect your your goals, your targets, your dreams? And, That's right. and far too often it does not. There's there's like this crazy incongruence. That's you, right. You, you keep there's no alignment there. You keep missing. you are like, well, show me your calendar. Because that's showing you where you're going. And, and a lot of you, like you put it out so well, you're just going on default, man. That's you're rolling right. along letting other people dictate what you do, and you're just not being strategic enough.
1: Brother Greg, you said two words that are powerful within empowerment to success in terms of how I, I teach it, I approach it, I've lived it and experienced it. Well, ma- most people call work-life balance is really just a priority and shifting priorities. Yep. Yep. The balance that's a 50-50 is a myth, yep. right? It's just like, you got to work. You got to do certain things. Even when you're retired, there's still things you need to do around the house. She's getting the laundry done and the freaking groceries done in a week. That's one of my hardest challenges. Come on, can I talk some real talk? Let alone the other stuff that we don't shoot from the hip from, right? But you said the two words, you're not feeling work-life imbalance. What you're feeling is an incongruence and a misalignment in terms of your life trajectory and how you live your day every day. That's the main feeling is something who you believe in and what you believe is nudging you that this is not aligned and congruent with who were you were created to be or who you choose to be, one or the other, whatever you believe right? And then when the choices do not reflect that, we pay the consequences. When our decisions that determine destiny do not reflect a calendar with now execution and performance into that calendar, what we feel now is misalignment and incongruence. So that's huge in terms of personal development and in the personal development space is congruence and alignment. And if you're missing that all now, if you're missing that in the seven alls that I coach, teach and train personally, personal, familial, spiritual, professional, financial, relational, and mental, mm-hmm. you're really going to get messed up. Because now that's the hard part. It's just not work-life balance. It's work-life balance within those seven eight seven phases and components that I teach create the human experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's taking that the whole man that's right right. every bit of it right it's this this whole i like to call it holistic optimization is is literally what you're describing it was just optimizing every part of who you are as as a human being but as the best version of yourself which right which i believe is your real self that's the real self yes sir and and the whole man deal when you brought that
1: up you know upon just us reaching out to each other to get on the show i mean like what are we going to do i mean people always go man don't half-ass it yeah whole asset. yeah
0: <laughs> exactly. you got a whole asset.
1: like i know that sounds weird especially for most christians watching this deal right but i mean like so and, and here's a term that comes from one of the greatest books that I've ever read outside the Bible and then outside of the other uh, high-performing books it is that I've read um, that has really helped me. Good to great, like the basic fundamentals, good to great, and all those books coming to now high-performing habits by Brendan Bouchard mm-hmm. is when you're not your whole man. Or the coach v7 alls you're not able to do what's called prolific quality output they call it pqos mm-hmm. yep. i call it most vital tasks so most vital tasks when you focus on the things that are most vital and should be a priority according to time place and circumstance most people 90 percent of people according to the surveys and the studies say that most people that feel that they're aware are unaware so that's one. Most people don't even have a clue where they are, where they're going, what they're doing and all that. But if you get the whole man going, then you maximize your days and your priorities and the things that life has. And you create what's called prolific, Brennan Burchard, this is a Brennan Burchard term, not a Coach V term, prolific quality output. So if it's not creating prolific quality output, I call it addition by subtraction, which is cut it. If it does not create, success, joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love and family time, cut it. And that's how you actually simplify your life. So you can now focus and prioritize the things that really matter.
0: Exactly. And and that requires what's interesting. I'm sure you've seen it. I see it. it that can be tough for some people. And in fact, it was it was tough for me in our journey. We we had to start saying no more often. And yes. You got to you, you cut the crap. And, and it's almost like this, this quiet fierceness of like, no, man. I'm not bringing that in. I'm not allowing it in. Like, if it doesn't add real value to my life, it's that's out. That's right. It's out. Yeah. And, and people don't understand that. And the, and the crowd, the masses, they're like, hey, come on. What, and you're like, no, man, I'm here to really, really live. And so anything that's kind of iffy, for me, it's out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's vitality. You talked about that word. You brought that up earlier is Um, protecting your energy and your state of mind and your emotion. I have never seen where I have been negative, speak negative, whine, complain, and blame, or be around others that do those negative things amount to anything positive ever. Right. So protecting that energy, right. And when I say there's money in the transaction, but the wealth is in the relationships, most of that battle is staying the hell away from people that bring no value yeah. and that are doing the wrong things. And that, and and the hardest thing, especially being people that value family or this Polynesian sense of we're all about family. I stay the hell away from people that uh, even my brothers and sisters, when they, when they're negative, I just stay away. I'm like, Hey, look, I get why you're like that, but that's not how I roll. Now, for people that are Polynesian that I'm not even related to, like Dwayne Johnson, that's the rock, I claim him. So if you're successful and you're Polynesian, Coach V's claiming you too, because I'm all about that positive vibe, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and that's how Polynesia is. But I think that's how any human ethnicity is, is that they value family, but you also have to have an awareness to go, this is not good for me or them,
0: and, and stay away and steer clear. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna participate. Yes, sir. It's like it, Wayne Wayne Dyer used to talk about he's like, Look, man, I'm I'm not participating in tribal events anymore. You can't mm. keep inviting me. If there's some negativity there, like, no thanks. I'm out. Yes, sir. Yes. Ah, sir. Beautiful. Man, this is all so good. Um, are there specific, like really kind of dialed in now, are specific daily rituals routines habits that really have been kind of a bedrock now for you um the the things how you get up or how you go to bed or 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 the kind of a daily daily rituals or routines or habits patterns that Mm. are making a difference uh, for you your clients
1: yeah and just like we're talking about is like what do we ingest and what do we consume and what what do we engage in Um, I I do really believe within the formulas it is that I teach that are social formulas, daily habits, activities, routines and automated tasks lead to flow. Flow creates momentum. Momentum lifts you to your next level of life, leadership and business. And not because I say so. This is how life, leadership and business works. So I'm an early riser. I'm up right around, you know, Mamba, Kobe Bryant time, 3.30, 4 a.m., right? And I get going with two things, right? And the first is a prayer just of gratitude and really asking for nothing, just grateful. Lord, I'm so grateful today. Thank you so much, Lord, for life for health, provision, protection, wisdom, family, and friends. It's the same prayer every single day. And I'm a national keynote speaker, so I've memorized this prayer. I'm so grateful for my wife, my kids. Keep everybody safe, Lord. There's so much evil and injustice going on all over the world, let alone just here in the United States. We pray for your hedge of protection, and thank you for your hedge of protection over all of us. Then I meditate on the specifics of what I want to achieve for the first three minutes of the day. I just sit there and then I meditate. And then so in that, if I don't have an East Coast client, which usually starts around 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, or I don't have a Singapore or a New Zealand client a- at any time of the day that I have an open space, I will allow myself that if I'm meditating during lunch on the sofa, because I already made $10,000 this morning on a Zoom call, then if I fall asleep, that's okay. Cause sometimes I'll meditate on something for a few minutes and my mind will just get so relaxed. I'll just fall asleep. And then after that is, it's just being with the kids, right? And my social media posts. So I'll get a social media post done and, and prepare breakfast. Now my kids are 10 and 13. They're like, no, nah, I'm just going to pop in a waffle, Eggo waffle. And then, so then I'll turn and try to get a couple posts in. I still post a lot of my stuff all by myself on LinkedIn, IG, Facebook. Then after I drop off the kids and make sure they're cool and we spend some time in the morning, we always do some type of sports training for 10 to 15 minutes. And we have a long driveway for my daughter, volleyball or football or baseball, or my daughter just working on her strokes mentally It's just, okay, here's your swim stroke, right? Working on that because that progression of daily habits creates that flow for all of us. Then I do some type of workout, some type of activity, running two miles, jogging three miles. Right? anything like that with some type of high-intensity interval training in the driveway when the yep. kids are off, or I go play hoops and try to dominate all these 25-year-olds, even though I'm still ah. 47, right? <laughs> then my client calls usually go between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. And on my podcast radio station stuff where, you know, I have a Hollywood radio show called The Coach V Show that's personal development out of, out of Dash Radio on Hollywood Boulevard. I usually fit in clients all the way through then or getting prospective people for the show and or recording the show during that time. And then once I hit 230, as an entrepreneur, this is how I set up my life. I'm gonna pick up the kids, take them to practice, be their coach, have dinner prep. If my wife is off, we prep dinner so we just warm it up when we get home. And then we go to practices all the way up to five and games all the way up to five, 630, depending on the day, all the way up to seven. And then we come home. I might have a meeting or two just really quickly, 30 minute client meetings, depending on because when it's nighttime here in New Zealand and Australia, I could jump on with a prospective client. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we just all kind of kick back on the sofa my, my son and daughter do a 30-minute reading period in the evening. Then we get together as family. Now, when I'm driving the kids to school every morning, they do three things. They do a prayer, the I Believe in Me poem that I just uh, spoke on this podcast. Nice. And then they do John 3.16, right? So those are the things that have created tremendous flow. And from 11 to 1 to 2 p.m., it's calendar clients, making money, acquisition of new clients, new opportunities, and that has created tremendous flow. Saturdays and Sundays, I used to work, but now I'm either coaching the kids, we're traveling somewhere, uh, we do three big vacations a year, I for see. us a big vacation is 7 to 18 days, just I depending see. on the time frame, Um, and then we do one mini vacation uh, a month, which is a two day or somewhere, Beautiful, here in yeah. California, Las That's Vegas, good. there's plenty of places to go. And so that's uh, an approach to the annual calendar and my daily habits, along with Sundays being church, a little football, and hanging
0: out. Love it, right? And it, it all reflects the intentionality there. Yeah. Being yeah. very deliberate. Yes. Sir. How to make this work? And 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 what we hear, I'm sure you hear this. I hear it, it's like, ah, oh, man, you can't make that work. But but you're right. It's like when you when you take that and you say, this is how I want my life to be. This is how yep. I want my lifestyle to be. This is how I'm prioritizing. Then you you make it fit. Yes, and sir. It works in there where you can spend so much time with your kids practicing their sport yeah. or being at their practices or at their games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anything about baseball three years ago. I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the head coach this year. You know, nice. so my, my, my son at eight, nine and ten, I was an assistant coach. Now I'm going to be the head coach this year. I never thought I'd have so much joy sitting on a. A can of baseballs on on the side of a diamond coaching a sport I never played I was never interested in but because my son has a passion for it because my daughter has a passion for swimming or volleyball man we go all in engaged so they could be high performers in what they do and then you know I asked my daughter, I wanted to be her volleyball coach. And she goes, no, dad, can somebody else be my coach for this one? Okay, cool, she's 13. (laughs) You know, That's just how it is. I don't always get to engage. Everybody has an opportunity to make their choices and decisions and we live it from from there. But what we will not do is shoot from the hip. I know it's hard to design that, but it's easier to pivot and make an audible when you have stuff down on the calendar than it is to just shoot from the hip. And then you go and call an audible and you're supposed to be on a call at 6 a.m. And then all of a sudden it's like, I just wake up and go, hey, what's on my calendar? What's on my calendar tomorrow, you know? And so that's part of it as well as waking up in the morning. And as soon as I wake up, After my prayers and meditation, look at the calendar, look at that, looking at the calendar for the next day and what's coming in the coming days so that I'm always forecasting, but, but also being as present as I can be.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. The intentionality, the deliberate, the deliberate action here is amazing. Um, Love, love the family trip thing. We do the same thing. We take big trips every year. So I call it the, the whole framework I use is, is micro dosing and macro dosing, right? So the macro is the big, oh, I like trips, that. The big experiences, yeah, the big yeah. investments, like unforgettable stuff. And then the kind of micro dosing is, is it's the small trips, right? You're saying every month, yeah. do any, same. I'm like, okay, we're going to do a little uh, adventure here. And we do the same with my wife. So we go on a, we go on a date every week. We do it overnight or every month every quarter we do two or three days away and then every year she and I just the two of us go and we'll do 10 to 14 days something big right, right? so right. same it's the same with the marriage same with the kids like you're doing and it it makes all the difference because it's the connection it's the investment it's the memories which are absolutely priceless
1: absolutely and, and the one disclaimer i think and you tell me if you agree that doesn't mean that uh, the wifey and I will not agree on stuff. We will still disagree adamantly on stuff. Uh, the kids will still be kids, yep. right? Yep. But you're able to get back on track faster, and trust each other more because of those experiences. What do you think, Greg? Exactly.
0: Exactly. so one of the things I like to share with my clients is like this idea is it, it's it just occurred to me one I mean it just hit me so hard one morning. It's hard to get lost in life if you check the map every morning right and so you're right so any deviations with with marriage or the kids or life when you're checking back in and you're making this part of how you do life this is just the the family way of being then then it's 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 easier to recover it prevents a lot of headache and problems Mm -hmm. And, and you're you're living in high performance and well i love what you were just illustrating there so well not only are you helping your kids and, and look at the advantage we're giving our children by teaching them to be high performers from early on but also their friends and their teammates and and the youth around them and leaning into that where we're giving these kids tools that you and i wish we'd had when we were their age oh
1: absolutely absolutely and making
0: that game changing difference man yes oh, I sir love this absolutely
1: stuff. Yes, sir. I
0: love it. Um,
1: And I I do have to credit a lot of this from from football. Like all I did was take the detailed agendas and itineraries and having a plan for everything and willing to live with the consequences from being a part of championship programs. Being at UC Davis and Boise State really taught me to have a schedule like that. That's where it all came from. Yes, sir.
0: And execute those plays. and Yes, sir. To yes, sir. The fundamentals. I know I, I just know this from from you playing that level. You worked on the fundamentals from the little the footwork and the, yes, movements, sir. the explosions, right? You just take those principles and practices and apply them to life.
1: Yes, sir. Practice and preparation and planning. Those three oh, things cool. will do a lot for anyone. And people go, well, how do you keynote speak so well? And then, how, and people pay me that, that make more money than me in keynote speaking nationally go, man, I want you to teach me what you do, yeah. right? Like the number one, what about just practicing your script? Well, you know, I want to do it. I kind of want to be, you know, spontaneous. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, Cause then you can't <laughs> manufacture and replicate it. People, when you don't have a script, I'm not saying that you can't be an amazing speaker without a script, but when you say the same uh, the, to the same people, different things where it's inconsistent at different places, their trust in you decreases. Mm-hmm. So let me say that again. So you have to be able to say the same thing fundamentally to different people at different locations that's going to come out and hear you speak. Yep. And when there's an inconsistency in your messaging and how you say it, then they're going to realize you're not professional and you're shooting from the trust. hip. That's all. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. It's interesting that the circles back the same principle on the drive with your kids, you're having them quote scripture. And, and yep. we have we have what we call it's our, our family philosophy journal. And in this journal, we've got quotes, poems, and scriptures that we all repeat in our morning devotionals. When we're sitting down to breakfast we're all repeating we're all going through them and, and drill and and the kids can add to it you know we we add to it it's like the the most important stuff the things we want to live by we want deeply ingrained in our in our conscious and subconscious mind and even the little's right the really little's they're sitting there they're not paying attention to anything but a few weeks later they can quote it word for word that's right, right. We're getting these these ideas that's right in, into their lives into their hearts into their souls and then it shapes who we become and how we live life.
1: That's right. So, so especially because when you recognize that, okay, what's a what's a five year old kid who can memorize a whole Metallica song or a whole Tupac Shakur or a song, right? If they can memorize those things, why can't they memorize anything? Exactly. Well, the reason why is we won't take the time to teach them. And have them repeat what it is that we play on the radio without knowing because they're in the car and they're going to know those lyrics anyway, Mm -hmm. right? So why wouldn't we socially program them to at least fundamentally have the right notions and approaches in their mind? But now they have to grasp and deploy according to what they experience. But if it's not fundamentally set, because that's the thing, how many languages can, can a kid learn? as many as we're willing to teach them. Adults are a little bit harder because we have so many preconceived notions. Adults don't see things as they are. We all see things as we are, the myriad of experiences. So there's always a lot of just pushback and and criticism and not trusting when you're an adult. But when you're a kid, you can teach and program them anything because they don't have all the biases that adults have. And so, but with adults, Anything that we repeatedly do, we become. And then I have people tell me what they are, but I know who they are about why they do. Yes. And when you have that type of wisdom, you just move in a way that's going to be more effective and efficient.
0: Oh, so true. So powerful, brother. Yes, sir. I, I love I can. I can tell who you are by what you do. By what? I mean, you know, people tell our, me that our, it's it's our practices prove our priorities. Like we can we can talk all day long. That's one thing I like to say. In fact, I just spoke. They they flew me out to speak in Denver last week. It was one of the things I shared there. I'm like, look, what if your life were a silent film? That's right. You can't tell us what's important to you. We all get to see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's such a powerful framework. I love to ask myself that. Like, hey, man, what if my life were a silent film? What would people see? It really yeah. matters to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my daughter lost their first game They're the number one team in the district here in Elk Grove, California at 6-0. So I pull up and our neighbor, who his, his daughter is in seventh grade. So they play right after us. And he goes, uh, you know what? Nobody's going to beat your daughter's team, man. They're going to go undefeated. And I said, you know, that's the thing about uh, sports and life. It is the real reality show. And you never can tell but we're going to find out because what they're going to do is going to tell us they lost two sets straight. They've only lost three sets the whole season. Wow. Um, And so, and it was 25, 23 and 25, 23, both sets. And then it was like a college atmosphere for a eighth grade volleyball game. And the spikes and stuff was just high level, but that's the thing. And then, okay, we lost. And my daughter knows. And I said, Hey, what matters, what happens to you matters. But What matters more is how you respond. Both when you win, because you've been 6-0 playing some sorry ass teams. And then you're like, oh, you know, I'm good. I don't have to spike hard. I don't have to do this hard. I don't have to do that hard because we're going to win. Yeah, but when you show up against a team that's evenly matched, then how will you perform? Okay, so then you lost. Yeah. Now, how will you respond?
0: good life lessons right there man
1: yes sir a hard one to learn yeah even for me as a parent but that's how it works
0: oh i love this stuff brother thank you so much so much goodness here any any last uh thoughts anything else you want to share that maybe we haven't touched on yet that you feel like man this it matters and it's important to you
1: yeah just like uh i am so grateful uh that someone like you would reach out to someone like me um who's really aspiring to get to the levels and i get a lot of good stuff and i'm doing a lot of good stuff but looking at what you're doing i'm just so grateful and that that would be my last message is just that wow. you know there there are those that are grateful and those that will be made by life to be grateful mm-hmm. and that nothing good comes from being ungrateful Along with this self-doubt deal of like, cause, cause really it is, it is both, you know, in our greatness and on our insecurities where we ask ourselves, right? Who am I? Who are we? Who me? Brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and famous. Well, actually, who are you not to be? Yeah. Because you are a child of God and you playing small doesn't serve the world. And there's nothing freaking enlightening about shrinking back so that other people won't feel insecure around you. You were born to make manifest the glory that is within us. And it is not just in some of us. It is in all of us. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As you and me are liberated by our own fear, now our mere presence automatically liberates others. Be grateful and believe in you friends and family and thank you so much i'm so grateful yeah. greg for the opportunity to fellowship with you on this call
0: oh it's beautiful and, and brother you can you can feel the gratitude radiate from you and it's i appreciate it and it's beautiful i i appreciate it i appreciate you on uh, being on here and and who you have shaped and molded yourself to be and living living with these priorities so you can be a force for good in the world man and
1: yes okay. sir Following your lead, brother. Keep leading. Yeah, We're following go. over here.
0: Where uh, where can people find you, man? How can they connect with you? Yeah. Uh,
1: website uh, is uh, coach-v.com, coach-v.com. And my Instagram handles and LinkedIn, Viliami Tuivai and Coach Viliami. Um, reach out to me for anything. If there's any way that I could serve and help you and your success, But not just that success, but to translate it into joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love, and fam time, holla at your boy.
0: Love it. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, Greg.